ברוכים הבאים בשם השם ולחנוכם בעזרת השם. גדיימתיו, גדיימתיו, גדיימתיו. Happy Lag Bahimer. For those that are dancing around their bonfires in Atlanta, Georgia, or everywhere else. Simcha Gedele, Yemi Lula. Of course, the Shia's Lidl Nishmas, Shlamis. Lidl Shlamis. Yeah. Pasha's Emmer. Is that what we're up to? Ask me. I hope so, because that's what we prepared. Um, Action packed. Lag Bahimer today. The world is dancing. In Miran, they're dancing all night long. 24 hours of dancing and music. Even they're going through withdrawal symptoms of lack of music for the last few weeks. Now, Baruch Hashem, we can rejoice. We can sing in Shittak Mikamei. Simcha Gedeila. Before we get to Svira, before we get to Lag Saita, Pekiyaves. And before we lose focus, let's get to the Pasha itself. Because come Shabbos, it's going to be the Pasha of Emer. But one of the mitzvahs in this week's Pasha, how could you avoid it? It is chapter 23, verse 15. Usfartem lochem, you should count to you sheva shabosa is tmima is They should be a complete seven weeks. Complete seven weeks. From tmima is we learn out part of the rishenim that anyone that forgot a day in svira cannot continue to count. And so is the Halacha Shulchan Aruch HaRechayim, Simen Tuf Pei Tes, 489. You count, continue counting without a bracha. Yes, there are slight loopholes, such as that if a person forgot to count at night, he still can count by day. At the 33rd day of Svira, I think it's a little superfluous to start giving the halachas of Svira Saime. It's almost like in the Ayyem Yem, we write recently, only recently, about saying about learning Masech the Seita, which has 49 daf, coinciding with the 49 days. It's the customary to learn the Seita. But it doesn't say it on the first day of Svira, it says it way into the middle of Svira. Go, go, understand. Dachreinim explain in Cheschinoch Mitzvah Shinvav. This shita has to be the entire Sefirah are Mitzvah Achas. And therefore, if you didn't count one day, you lost the Mitzvah. You lost the entire entity of the Sefirah. However, it's impossible to say as such. Because if it was such that there's only one, it's one whole large mitzvah, there would only be one bracha. We would make one bracha in the beginning of the mitzvah and go throughout. 
Ironically, the proof is right there in the pudding, as we say in America. Although there's not really any pudding on Pesach. But the Pesach, the Shechiyonu made on Pesach, is only made the first day in Eretz Yisrael. In Golis it's made two first days. But the rest of Pesach, not Chalamayde, not the second days do we make a Shechiyonu. Because this Shechiyonu counts for the entire Yom Tif. So if this was one entity, the Svira, then should it suffice only one bracha? Why need a bracha each day for each counting? And if it's one mitzvah, we find that a person that forgot to count in the middle of the Mitzvira, all the brachas until now are what? It's the 32nd night of Eimer and the person forgot to count last night. He comes tonight to shul and he hears, like Bahima, so, whoa, I didn't count last night. So now I can't count tonight with a bracha chasishom. But what about the first 31 days? If you're telling me it's one entity, then my first 31 brachas were brachas levatala. They were brachas that are not, that are worthless. In that case, the Chachamim should have made the bracha at the end of the entire sphere of the one bracha. Therefore we have to say that this is definite. That this shita, this opinion, that every day is a mitzvah on its own, and therefore every day has its own bracha. We understand, though, that if you're missing one day in the middle, that doesn't nullify the previous brachas that you made until this point. I, then, why can't I count further? If I, you're telling me I broke the entity, I broke the chain, how can I continue to make a... Why can I not continue to make a bracha? Because these shenim hold. That if you missed any day, the next day you can no longer be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Because this is a continuity of yesterday. If I say today is Wednesday, if I say today is the fourth day of the week, it can only, I can only say that if indeed there were three days prior. If there were three days before this, then this day becomes the fourth day. If I don't have three days before, this is not a fourth day. And so too, when it comes to the counting of the Eimah. By not continuing one night, by missing one night, this is missing, this entity, this break of the chain, deprives me from continuing. Because if I didn't say... 32 last night, then tonight is not the 33rd day for me. And therefore I can no longer count with a bracha. But the Pasuk also says, Tispiru chamishim yayim. You should count for 50 days. In chapter 23, verse 16, the very next verse, the Pasuk tells us, Tispiru chamishim yayim. 
And it's a very famous question that the Tesis and Menachas, if you keeping score at home, Samachayam at Bay, 65, side 2. Tesis asks, Why does the Tesis say, Tisperu Hamishim Yaim, count 50 days? The Pale, the Sphira, is only 49 days. Svarim, it is brought down that the 49 days that are counted coincide with the 49 levels which are known in the Shari Bino the 49 levels that a person can achieve through his actual devotion in Hashem his service to Hashem when one completes his service and he reaches and achieves the 49th gate he receives from above in the form of a gift the 50th gate it's a bonus gate and that therefore becomes Tisperu Hamishim it's not something that a person achieves on his own but it's given to him as a gift from the Maila still have to understand Tisperu it says you should count it as a physical entity that you need to accomplish. It's not, it doesn't, according to the Pasuk, it doesn't say that this is happening only because God is giving us, because the Maya is giving us the 50th. It shows the person himself needs to achieve this. So to understand this, we have to understand and see first, what is the concept of the Sharach HaMishim? In the name of the Vashemta, there was a Sefer that was called Tildus Yaakov Yosef. And he writes over there, Sharachamishim Uchezer Umaskil Nusharam Lamayla Miza. The 50th Shar reverts. It goes back and starts again the 50. And the same thing also, Lamayla, Ad Ein Sof till the never ending. According to this explanation of quoted in the name of the Vashemtev, after the fact that a person achieves in his service and receives Mamaila the fiftieth gate, he needs to start now the fifty up. Showing him that number fifty is in essence number one for the future service that he needs to apply himself. And therefore, it falls under the category of Tisperu, because it is something that we ourselves need to do. The Pasuk tells us, though, in the beginning of the Pasha, Emer al-Akeanim speak to the Kehanim, v'omarto alehem, and say to them, Emer say to them, v'omarto alehem, and say to them. So Rashi says, I understand, my dear Ben Chomish the Mikra, you're confused, why the repetition? Says Rashi, Emer ve'amarta. Why does it say Emer and Amarta? La'azir gedelim alaktanim. 
to warn the young, old elders about the younger. Simple pshat to tell the parents how to educate. What is the remez here? What is the Tera hinting? The fact that the Tera takes a warning, Azhara, Azhara, meaning a warning, is also the lotion of Zoyhar. Zoyhar, which we're going to, of course, talk tonight about Zoyhar, being that the author of the Zohar HaKadosh was none other than Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Haitana, man Haitana, Rabbi Shimon. Soon light, I don't know where my wife is good. And therefore this is hinted in the way that a person needs to influence and teach the G'daylim Liktanim. It needs to be in a way of bringing closer and in a lit, in a pleasant demeanor. That we derive from Emer and Amarta. Because when it says Emer, it doesn't say Daber, it says Emer. Emer is always a more soft and compassionate way of talking. At Amartli. When it refers to the Ene Elisha, it says Emer. And therefore... Although there is a concept of Yemin Mikareves and Smer when it comes to education, the right hand brings closer whilst the left hand is pushing away. Here the tale is telling us that the main point and focal point should be on the, t- on the soft, soft-spokenness. Something else to add to this? It hints also on the education the influence on the Ketanim, on the young, young generation, it adds light. It adds clarity. When the elder person educates the child and says how the, one has to behave, how one has to act, and says it in a pleasant way and sees to it that he's watching carefully to say it pleasantly, it affects him as well. And that's the lotion of the Hazir Yudayim Alaktanim. That it's a warning on the Yudayim through the Ktanim. And that's what the Chazal tell us. If the time when the time when the child comes to the teacher and says, "Teach me Tera." If he sits and teaches him, both their eyes will light up with godliness. Pasha's Emir also houses, also hosts all the Yom Tev. Oh, we got fresca in Atlanta. No fresca here tonight. False alarm last week. It was only an eight-month birthday. 
Uh, yeah, so no fresco tonight for us. It's not on the diet. Tata tells us in the middle of all the Yamim Tavim that are being mentioned in the Pasha, it says, Sheshis Yamim Tasa Melacha, Uyemashvi Shabbat Shabbosa in chapter 21, verse 3. This Anyone who desecrates the Yamtiv is as if he desecrates all the Shabbosim. Then the Rashi takes the positive twist to it. And those who honor and keep the Yamtiv is as if they keep the Shabbos. All the Yom Tevim are being mentioned. All the holidays, how we need to behave on a Yom Tev, what we have to do, each Yom Tev. You really think the Mechamesh Mikra is so shocked when he sees Shabbos mentioned here also? You're talking about all the holidays, you're talking about Shabbos too? Why, why all of a sudden does the Rashi have to worry that the Mechamesh Mikra doesn't understand what, what Shabbos is doing here? It's a Yom Tev also. But Rashi is not concerned what Shabbos is doing here, really. Rashi wants to know the way the Pesach words it. It says, Six days a week you should do work. Rashi says, listen, back in Pashas yesterday when you spoke about the Sadi Blaze, the Ten Commandments. I understand. You said Shemitah Shabbos is not to affect Parnassah. Since six days a week you are working as per commandment of the Teda. Fine. But in our Parsha, you want to say, Zohazim Shabbos, the Kadshe also. In the middle of the Yom you want to say, Remember Shabbos as well. I got you. It would be sufficient to say, Shabbos on the seventh day, Shabbos. Why here say, Why is it superfluous here? So Rashi says, no. Please understand what Sheshis Yomim are. The concept with the Tata says, Sheshis Yomim, it doesn't refer to six entities, six different days of the week. Rather, it refers to a unit which is called, labeled, six days. This unit from Matzah Shabbos until Adam Shabbos has a unit of six days. During this unit, one works. The, the Almighty gave oh boy 
I need to call you after 10 o'clock. I'm going to give you a shear till 10. I'm giving you a shear till 10. Okay? The Almighty gave us this entity of six days, these weekdays, for doing work. Any day that's not part of this entity is also in work. It's prohibited to work. And therefore the tailor says, This tailor is giving a gather, a border around this concept of two types of time and era. The era of Yemei's Hachil, weekdays, where you may work. And the second concept is all the days that are not Yemei's Hachil. And those days you're not allowed to work. Now we understand what Rashi is saying. He compares Chil and Shemitah Shabbos and Yamtiv. He compares them to the Shabbos and the Yamtiv. That those who keep the six day entity, will, those who keep the six days of the six day work, will keep the six day of Yamtiv. Let's not forget we need to talk about Lag Bahima. After all, it's Lag Bahima. Man Haitana Rabbi Shimon. So we'll discuss the difference between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Mm-hmm. His service to Hashem and everyone else. In the interim, we have another issue here. What happened, like Bema? In the days of Sira, in the days of Sira. A very, very terrible thing happened. A punishment was meted out to the students of Rabbi Akiva. 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva died during this period of time. Shalinagu Kovid Zebezeh. They didn't act with respect one to the other. Very profound. So, may I? Give me a cup of seltzer and water. They didn't act with respect one to the other. Do you know who we're talking about here? Students of Rabbi Akiva? 
Really? You want to say they were not respectful? They were Akiva students. Rabbi Akiva was the pillar of the generation. Amr Rabbi Akiva, the Ahafta the Reyacha Kamecha Zeklal Godel Batera. Rabbi Akiva says on the Pasuk of the Ahafta Reyacha Kamecha, love your fellow Jew as yourself. This is the Klal Godel, this is the major genera- generalization of Teda. Enough, enough. Teda is based on the concept of Yahafta the Reyacha Kamecha. How ironic. His students didn't have Avasis, so. The Yitzhahara knows where to get to work. The Yitzhahara knows Chsidim, who have accustomed to be very happy, he sees to it to try to get them to always be depressed. Chsidim, that their path is self nullification, he sees to it that they're the most pompous of all. It's hard to know what to attack. What was actually the lack of Avis Yisrael? Amongst the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva that died. It doesn't say they fought with each other. Rather it says, They didn't act with proper respect one to the other. Now when you hear that, your translation is, the guy next to you in shul is younger than you, or the guy next to you in shul has less money than you, and therefore he needs to respect me. And he has to live up to what I mean, respect. When I say respect, he has to live up to what I think respect is. That's when you tell me the word respect, that's what I hear. That's what I take from it. So out of the 24,000 students, they didn't respect one another so severely that 24,000 students die during this period of time. Every person has an opinion. And many, very often time, people like people to understand that my opinion is more important than theirs. And when I voice my opinion, I want you to hear me, feel me, because my opinion is so valuable.
It was not egotistical. It was not a power struggle. When Rabbi Akiva gave a shear, everyone coming from a different source, a different train of thought, a different background, had their opinion as to what Rabbi Akiva meant when he said it. And in that way they disrespected one another by saying, I don't believe what you're saying is the right thing because I have an opinion that what he really said was such and such. The solution would have been simple. Turn to Das Teda and discuss with Das Teda. Discuss with the Teda authority what is his, your opinion. The problem is though, if I hold that I am a tremendous Talmud Chochem, and I consider myself a big Rav, and a big Pesach, a big Rosh Yeshiva, who do I go to? <laughs> There's a vicious cycle in the psychology world. A man becomes a drunk. And he goes to a psychiatrist. AA didn't help. He goes to a psychiatrist. He goes to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist listens to his problems. Psychiatrist is very touched by the man's problems. And after the session, he's very, very hurt for the person. He's attached to the person's issues. No more, no less. He feels he needs to relax himself. He goes to the bar. And he gets a drink. And after a few drinks, he's pouring out his whole heart and problems to the bartender. The bartender, in turn, mm-hmm. listens to all these horrible problems, gives another drink and a third and a fourth, but eventually also gets traumatized, and then he goes to psychiatrist for it. And this cycle goes round and round and round. Tamid Rebekiva had to know that there is a, an authority above them. Had to recognize that authority above them. Had to understand that if I have an issue with what Rabbi Akiva is saying, I don't have an issue with it, Chas I believe this and this is the interpretation of what Rabbi Akiva just said. When I heard somebody else translate this, it didn't sit with me. And therefore I may have shorted him. I may have 
slighted him by saying something in reference to his translation. This is unfortunately what went down. This is unfortunately what happened amongst the students, and 24,000 students died for this. Rather than going to the authority and asking the authority is greater and above them, saying, what should I do? I heard this opinion from my friend, and I don't hold of it. I think this and this is the real interpretation of what Rabbi Akiva or Rebbe said. And allow the authority, allow the third person even, even if it's only a level, a person with the same level as you, but an outsider to give you insight on the, from the outsider, and thereby being able to cope with your fellow Jew, since they didn't do that, Rechman al 24,000 students died. On Lagba Imer, the 33rd day of Imer, they stopped dying. And that is one of the reasons that we celebrate Lagba Imer. The main reason is the Haitana Rabbi Shimon Bayachai. If the halacha would be according to me, said Rabbi Shimon, all people would be Potter Minadin. We've discussed this many times. On the day of Rabbi Shimon Bayachai's passing, he revealed great, great secrets. It is brought down. The day Rabbi Shimon Bayachai was to depart the world, he began arranging all his teachings. Mm. A tzaddik like Rabbi Shimon Bayachai knows knows that on such a day they need to make sure that they fulfill all their tasks in this world. So when they come to the Elamahemes they are f- complete. So therefore on the day of their passing which they know that it's that day they begin to prepare themselves for this transition. In the interim, the Talmidim of Rav Shimon Bayechai found out he was making these arrangements. And they all came and they clamored and gathered into the house of Rav Shimon Bayechai. In front of Rav Shimon was Rav Lazar, his son, Rav Abba, and other disciples. The house was packed. If Shimon looked up and saw the house was so full, he cried. And he said that it happened before that I was deathly ill. He brings down the story in Zayar. And Pinchas Ben Yar was with me. I was choosing my place in Gan Eden. And suddenly they granted me extra years, which was until now. I returned to the living, says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, 
and a fire surrounded me. And this fire always was there, it never ceased. But because it was there, there was no person that approached me without my explicit permission. What was the sign of this fire? The sign was that the Shechina constantly revealed itself upon me. Even his greatest students, Rabbi Shimon's greatest students, like Rabbi Chia, needed permission to enter into this circle of fire. But now that my house is filled up, and everybody is here from all different walks, without my invitation, without my permission, I realize, what's happened to my air, to my fire. When he said this, apparently they say that there were certain people there that are not worthy of hearing of Shimon's secrets that he was about to reveal. While they were sitting there, Shimon all of a sudden opened his eyes and began to gaze out to the holy higher spheres. At that point, he had another revelation of the Shekinah. A very big fire engulfed the entire house, and everybody ran for their lives, except for Rabbi Loza and Rabbi Abba. Because they too were able to accept the Shekhinah. Everyone else sat outside. Rabbi Shimon said to his son Elazar, Go out and see if Rabbi Yitzchok is here. I promised him that if he lived until the day of my passing, I would take him with me into Gan Eden. Tell him to put his affairs, his affairs in order and come and sit with me and Ashrechen. Happy is his lot. If Shimon arose, he picked himself up because the Shekinah now came before him. And the souls of all the saintly tzaddikim came from Gan Eden to hear the secrets of Teda that Rabbi Shimon was about to reveal. He sat again and he smiled and he was happy and he asked, Where are the disciples? Rabbi Lazar rose and brought them in and they sat down before Rabbi Shimon. If Shimon raised his hands in prayer, he was very, very happy. Then he asked, Do the ones in Idra know that they're invited? Idra referring to Rabbah. Also referring that Rabbah should stay and nobody else should, everybody else should leave. Because they were in danger. Everybody left except for Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Chia. And the interim of Yitzchak arrived. 
Shimon said, I Shlecho. How fortunate is your lot? How much joy should be added to you on this day? Reb Abba was sitting behind the Reb Shimon Bayechai. Reb Loza was sitting in front of him. Reb Shimon said, Now is an auspicious time to reveal the secrets of Tera. I wish to enter the world to come without shame. For the holy matters that I did not reveal until now, I wish to reveal in the presence of the Shekhinah, of all the Tzaddikim. So again, let it be known that I do not come the Maida to heaven without all the, with all the secrets, any secrets still in my heart. I will present the secrets, Shimon said. Reb Abba, write them. Reb Eloza, my son, will review them. And the remaining Talmudim must whisper them in your hearts. I see today is special. For Hashem, all the tzaddikim are rejoicing in my celebration. At this point, Reb Abba rose up from behind Reb Shimon and he sat in front of him. Nebuchadnezzar continued to sit there as well. Nebuchadnezzar Shimon said, Arise, my son, for somebody else. A tzaddik from Gan Eden has arrived that you need to get him. He has, you have to give him your place. Nebuchadnezzar got up and he sat somewhere else. Nebuchadnezzar Shimon wrapped himself in his talus, sat down and said, the dead do not praise God nor those who, down, who go down into silence referring of course to silence is the person in the grave and he said the dead do not praise God must mean those who are called dead. Even if they're living, they're walking around. But they're called, they're considered dead. God is called eternally living. And He dwells amongst those who called live. And tzaddikim have a life. Not among those that are dead, who have nothing to cleave to. At the end of the Pasuk says, Nor do those who go down into silence. Those who descend to silence remain there. They can't praise God. They go down into Rechman al-Tzlan purgatory, to Gehenim. But those who are called alive are different. HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires their honor. Ebaba said, I was writing. In the middle of quoting a verse, of Shimon stopped. He said the word Chaim. I waited. I was ready to continue to write. 
But I didn't pick up my head from when I was writing. I didn't pick up my head to see why Rabbi Shimon stopped. And then I realized I couldn't pick up my head. The light was too great. I wasn't able to cope with that. Suddenly I heard a different voice call out the word Chaim. And another verse. I fell to the ground and I wept, says Zababa. When the fire and the light departed, I saw the great light that Shimon had passed away. He was lying on his right side and his face was smiling. Ask Mommy to call him back, please, and tell him what she wanted to tell him. This guy. Many different customs on Lag Many different miracles take place on Lag The most profound of miracles take place in Lag is the birth of children. Different customs, of course, the bonfire. In Miron, they stand, they dance, and sing, sing and dance literally all night long. It's an experience that you just have to, you can't describe. Even if they have live feeds, and you could watch it the next 24 hour period, how they dance and they dance and they sing. If you're not in it, you don't play it, you can't win it. If you're not in that circle, you don't get swept up the way it could be. One of the customs in the, by the Rabbeim in Chabad was to eat brown eggs on Lag Brown eggs. I don't think anybody ever found the source for it. Um, they can be made brown. Those who have come from Sephardic descent will know that they take eggs and they place it in their hamin on Shabbos. Us Ashkenazim put kishka in the chalant and the Sephardim put eggs in their rice, in their hamin. And the eggs turn brown. So is it the rice? Is it the chicken? No, it's the onion peel. It's the onion. If you take a pot of boiled water and you put in three eggs, you can't put less than three. Because one egg, if it has a problem with it, if it has a blood spot, the pot has a problem. Two eggs, you can't cook pears. So eggs can never be cooked as pears. They have to always be cooked in an odd number. So you cook the three eggs and you put onion peels into the water. The eggs will turn brown. So the Rebbeim had a custom to eat these brown eggs on Lag Again, I will ask don't ask me why, because I don't know. Nor have I found out why ever. Settled? Just 
the guy gets up at 3 o'clock, I don't have to wait so long. Thank you. Let us turn quickly to Pirkei Avos for this week. This week's Pirkei Avos, Pirkei Ravi. Rebbe Anderson. Yenison is spelled Yudvav Nun Sof Nun, which should also be Yudvav are the names of Hashem. Nosan gives. It's Pedic Dalit, Pedic the fourth chapter, the ninth Mishnah. Rabbi Yenison. Eimer, Rabbi Yenison says, Whoever fulfills the Tera in poverty, ultimately will fulfill it in wealth. On the other hand, Whoever neglects the Tera in wealth, ultimately will neglect it in poverty. The plain eye, the naked eye says, He's giving a blessing and a curse. A blessing that if you're poor and you're in poverty and you keep the Torah anyway, then you'll become rich from it. And a curse, if you're rich and you're not studying Torah properly, then God forbid you'll become poor. This doesn't jive with his name. His name being, as we said before, Yenason. Hashem giving. He's a giving person. Why would he want to take anything away from somebody? When it comes to knowledge, especially knowledge in Tata, a person that is extremely knowledgeable a Talmud Chacham is told after 120 years they announce how good is it for the person that comes here and his Talmud in his hand all that he studied comes and accompanies him The Teda is his, what we call, Reichtung, is his riches. If God forbid a person does not have the opportunity to study Teda, does not have the capacity to study Teda, what does he have? He's impoverished. And therefore when we refer to poverty... We're not talking about the stock market or the business field. 
It's not something the IRS is going to measure. <laughs> On the contrary, there's a gemaric subis if you're keeping score at home. Samaches Aleph. I think. 68 side 1. It's regards, says the Yamada, to one's knowledge. And according to his knowledge, he's defined whether he be rich or poor. So poverty and knowledge is relative. Just like a middle class person. Who's making a decent living, even according to the IRS. But he's paled, he's dwarfed when he stands next to the wealthy person. The millionaire who's got two, three million dollars to put away in his IRA, in his uh, IRA, in his uh, 401k or in his uh, whatever you want to call it, is a joke compared to the billionaire. A billion dollars, for those of you who need to count, is how many million? A thousand million. A thousand millions is a billion dollars. So this guy's got three million dollars in his account. I guess chef tester. Big deal, as Zer should say. He got three million. This guy's got three billion. He has thirty thousand times that amount, Mister. But if you look at this three million dollar guy, and you look at the guy who's got no four hundred one k, he's got no IRA, he's got nothing at all. He barely has an apartment. He barely has a roof over his head. Barely has any furniture. Rachman al-Itzlan is living poverty stricken. This millionaire is a Yachmedan. He's a big man. When we sit down and we learn Teda, you have two approaches to learning Teda. You could learn Teda, carte blanche, and say, okay, that was interesting, and move on. Or you delve into the Teda that you're learning. And the more you work at it, the more you see how you really have so much more to learn. You see how much more there is to go and to thrive for. And therefore, although the guy had a 12-year-old whiskey, when he hears that there's a 30-year-old whiskey... He says, eh, what's the 12? But the guy is drinking the, the blend. Can't use any names of whiskeys here because I don't want anyone to think that I'm promoting it or that I don't want any companies to come later and say, you're putting down our whiskey. When the guy drinks the lousy blended whiskey, scotches, and then he drinks that single malt. Ooh. But the single malt is only 12 years. It's not a 30 year. 
He doesn't have the Reichling. But he knows there is something there. He thrives. He wants to drink that 30. He's not happy, although he's drinking the 12. And I'm better off than the guy who drank the blend. But it's not the 30. I want to achieve that 30. This is what Teda's study has to bring us to. When a person is learning Teda, he has to feel, yes, I learned. And yes, I know this Besechta. And yes, I know this Gemara. And I know this Rashi. I know this Tesis. And I know this part of Shulchan Aruch. But there's so much more to do. The Zayar HaKadosh teaches us how it, you have to thri- strive to always achieve more and more. And therefore the person feels he's impoverished. Cholamekayim teda me'oini me'oini from poverty where he says to himself I am still poor. I don't have enough Torah knowledge. Then the person will ultimately be able to reach to a level of wealth. And the same thing, the wealthy person doesn't have the excuse, I have no time to learn, because I have so much money and so much business. The Gemara and Seita, you keeping score at home, is Chavchesim and Aleph, we're learning Seita now. The Maril brings down that Rabbeinu Tam, Rashi's grandson, when he was learning something and it was getting difficult to understand, he would put down golden coins on the table. This would open up his mind. <laughs> so this material wealth assists Stata and enables a person to have a better perspective. But when the person of wealth devotes himself to start a study, then he'll get even richer. If the person of wealth says, I am so busy with my tera, with my business, I don't have time to learn, the Gemara tells us there are very wealthy people that were Tanoyim, sages, and they will come after 120 years and say, excuse me, you weren't richer than him. If you had money like he did, and look how much he learned. Very quickly, the Mishnah turning to Saita and Lamed Beis and Aleph. Elu Nemarin Bechol Lashin, the beginning of the fifth, uh, sixth, seventh parak. Elu Nemarin Bechol Lashin. Following may be recited in any language. It comes to prayer. We feel sometimes a, a difficulty. We feel sometimes an impediment in that we're not understanding what we're saying and we're not getting our point across. Therefore, the Mishnah tells us these things may be said in any language. Pasha Saita, Vidui, which is the confessions. Vidui Maiser, excuse me, when the person brings Maiser, he says Vidui, brings his tithe. Krishma, Shmanesri, Birchas Hamozin, Shuvah Saedus, Shuvah Sapikodin, Hapikodin, 
These are things that can all be said. Grace after meals, the Kriya Shema, Shemana Esrei, may all be said in any given language that a person would understand it better. Obviously, the Mishnah is telling us a very powerful lesson. The Omnipresent, the Almighty, is very, very interested in hearing from us. And He doesn't care when it comes to the most powerful of prayers. He doesn't care what language you say it in. Just say it. Present your supplements. Present your case. And I will answer you, says Hashem. And therefore we present our supplement. Tonight on Lagba Imer, Bishchuz Saitan Rebbe Shimon. First of all, Chas V'Sholem, there's any women in Klal Yisrael that are barren, that have Chas V'Sholem not given birth to children yet, they should be blessed to give birth to children this year. Any woman that is not married yet, to be able to give to children, should be married this year. Amen. And the main thing is, Haitana, that this Tana should see to it that he presents our case in any language he wants to to the Almighty. And on this day where he said is his Ilula, is his day of happiness, because he completed his entire cycle in this world. May this be the beginning of our ultimate happiness with Mashiach Tzidkenu and the Gula Mitzashlema Yerushalayim Irakedesh this very day. And we'd all be in Yerushalayim watching the Kerem Gadol, and we'd be able to eat from the Karbanais, and we should be able to merit to only the greatest of lights. Um, Shabbat Shalom to all. Shabbat Shalom.